Hello, this is Anna Marie, and this is My Dad's Walk, a podcast that focuses on growing a deeper walk with Christ. And to tell you more about that, here's my dad. Thank you, Anna Marie, and thank you all for listening. My name is Greg Bowden, and I'm sharing a bit of what I've learned on my walk with Jesus Christ. It's been a wonderful walk, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Today, we're continuing the series In His Image. What did God mean when he said, let us make mankind in our image and likeness? And in this episode, we are focusing on freedom. Yes, he is the God of freedom and he sets people free. He confers freedom upon us and he created humans to have a will of our own that is free. Free to choose him or reject him to worship him or to worship maybe like the tree in our backyard as the God of the universe. Hmm. And today I just want to share a few thoughts about free will. They are elementary, they're not complicated, but for some reason people have tremendous difficulty really understanding them. And I'm talking about me and us who follow Jesus as well as people who don't. We seem to trip up on this concept of free will. Well, maybe these thoughts will spark your own thoughts, so sit back and relax and let's fire up this episode. First of all, since the topic of free will and freedom is such a very heady philosophical topic, I think we need an official disclaimer right here. Official disclaimer. There's plenty of debate among very intelligent people regarding freedom and free will. The format of this podcast is not a debate style, and although I love to address alternative views and theories, the 15 to 17 minutes of podcast time we have is not nearly enough to tease out every facet of an argument. If you're interested in a debate style podcast that centers on Christian topics like this, I strongly suggest you check out the Unbelievable Podcast with Justin Brierley. Simply type Unbelievable in your favorite podcast provider. And now back to the show. The free will that God gave to human beings allows us to make a decision among multiple available choices. And to kick off this episode, I thought we could exercise our free will decision-making capabilities by playing the game, Would You Rather? Uh, So are you familiar with the game, Would You Rather? So this is when you're asked a question and you're given a choice. It's kind of like, here's an example right here. Would you rather give up the internet forever or give up heating and air conditioning forever? That's a hard one. I don't know. That is a hard one right there. So I went to a website that's got a whole bunch of questions. And just for fun, let's kind of go through some of them. I have not seen the questions uh, except for the first couple of them because, you know, obviously I went to the website. But anyway, uh, there'll be a surprise for me and for you too. So let's take a look here. Uh, Here's number one. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Hmm. I think I would go 10 minutes. I think I would do the 10 minute thing. How about here's number, here's another one, okay. Would you rather be forced to sing along or to dance to every single song you hear? I think for me, I would have to maybe be forced to sing along just because, you know, dancing, I would get very tired, I think, after after dancing too much. I don't know. All right, here's a good one here. Would you rather find true love today or win the lottery next year? Uh, Well, that's easy for me because I'm already married to my wonderful wife and am in true love with her. So I'll win the lottery. That's just that'll be a bonus for me right here. Uh, What's another one right here? Um, Oh, my gosh. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? Um, For me, that's an easy one. I go for a coma for a day. I don't want to be in jail. No, no way. I don't want to be in jail for one year. So 
I'll be in a coma. Okay. How about, uh, let me just kind of skip down here, skip down to some other ones. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? That's a good one. I think I'd go chef. I, I kind of clean up a lot myself, so I think I'd like a personal chef. All right. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? Hmm, I, that's tough. That's really hard. I, I, I do not have an answer for that. I, I think at this point, I'm going back to the episode. I'm, I'm going back in. Gosh, I don't know. I don't, maybe by the end of the episode, I'll, I'll figure out a reason for that one. But back to free will. So there's an exercise right there. You're making decisions. Um, you know, choosing. So that's just kind of a fun exercise right there, free will. But I've got a couple thoughts about free will that are um, hard to understand. But before I get to those thoughts, I want to address a common critique of free will. It may be surprising to hear this, or maybe not, that some people do not believe that human beings have free will at all. They believe it's an illusion and that our decisions are simply dictated by the exact setup or balance or molecular alignment of our brain. Now, these people, they're not quacks. They're not kooks or anything. They're intelligent people. They have good reasons. Um, There's philosophers, a lot of philosophers, uh, or a lot of people in this camp are philosophers. But also, there's a growing group of neuroscientists who study the brain and are gathering evidence and developing arguments to support the belief that we don't really have a free will. Whatever we do or the decisions that we make, it's really the end result in a long chain of cause-effect relationships that result in this decision or this action that we would make no matter what. So you wake up in the morning and you have uh, breakfast. You have a choice. You get the apple and fruit or you have a cereal or you have eggs or you have any combination of those or you have neither. So which would you choose? The These people would say you don't really have a free will to choose something that your brain has already been kind of set up that it will, that one electrical impulse will affect another electrical impulse it'll uh, be attached to your experiences from the previous day or the previous week and what you choose will be what you choose no matter what it's not a free will it's more of a matter of cause and effect there's a, a problem with their argument okay and their arguments although they're very interesting Uh, It's based on a false assumption, and that assumption, they all have this assumption, and that is, there is no God. There's no God, and everything in the universe from the beginning of time until now is the end result of a web of cause-effect relationships. Well, I I disagree with that. Uh, A lot of other philosophers, scientists, a lot of other people disagree with that as well. And so that's kind of a good debate. It's, it's an interesting debate to have. Uh, it's not necessarily a debate we can have on this show right here, but I just don't want to, to bring out that there is this other alternative viewpoint uh, about free will being an illusion. It's not. I totally don't believe it, and uh, a lot of other people don't either. I think we have free will because God wants us to be ambassadors here on earth. He has free will and he wants us to have free will so that we can be his image and likeness here on earth. Just as 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's pretty cool. And now a few thoughts about free will. Thought number one, God gave us a free will and will not take it back. 
Nope, that's right. He he respects our free will to make a decision, and he will allow us to make bad ones. You probably know what it means to get a gift with strings attached, right? Like when somebody buys an expensive gift for another person with the implied obligation that a favor must be returned. Like, here's a new car for you. Enjoy it, but you must drive me wherever I want to go whenever I ask. That's kind of the unseen or unspoken obligation. These are not really gifts, but they're more manipulation tactics. Or have you ever had somebody give you a gift and then later they wanted it back? Like, how would you feel if someone gave you a gift, but after watching how you used it, they took it back? Like, they wanted you to give it back. Would it really be a gift? So when God gives a gift, he is not trying to manipulate us, and he gives it for good. In other words, he gives it, and he doesn't take it back away from you. He gave us free will, and he will not take free will back. So I have a hard time with this sometimes. Like I said, this is a simple truth, but it's something that, you know, we struggle with trying to understand a little bit. And I have a hard time with this, especially when I see a news story about someone who committed some heinous crime. And I think, God, why couldn't you just stop them? Hit them with lightning or blind them or paralyze them or something. You know, certainly I'm not the only one who thinks this. And I'm sure many of you also kind of think the same thing sometimes. But let's follow that thought for a while. What if that's how God always worked? Like he would kill or blind or paralyze someone who is about to murder someone else, right? We would have a world in which there was no murder. Like we wouldn't even know what it is. But we would know what war is and all the horrors that come with war. And then we would, of course, cry out to God like, why don't you stop the people who create war? Well, What if that is how God worked? And so now all the warmongers and the murderers, they all get zapped by lightning before they can do this. So we would have a world with no war or murder. That would be just wonderful. It really, it really kind of would. But we would also, we would still have like human trafficking and rape and that's pretty heinous stuff. And then we would cry out, God, why don't you stop them? Why do you allow that heinous evil in the world? So if he stopped all of them, We would at some point be left complaining about all the thieves or all the liars in the world. And, you know, and also what's with all the lightning strikes? God, can't you stop those? You know, so, I mean, that's kind of where my mind goes when I think about things like, you know, if I were God, I would stop all the murderers. I would stop them all dead in their tracks. And I don't know. It's kind of like a slippery slope thing here. But here's the thing. I believe that God does intervene at times, even in stopping a crime, you know, he doesn't necessarily strike a criminal dead or paralyze them or blind them or something. But by partnering with his people who are near to that person or situation, you know, that person on the news who did that terrible crime, you know, there was a thousand instances in that person's life where God reached out to him or her in an attempt to draw them closer to himself. Or God reached out to others around that person to help them, encourage them, or to provide some type of support or godly witness to them. Yet that person rejected God at every turn, or the people around just decided not to respond to God's urging. You know, our free will reminds me of a story in the book The Hiding Place by Corey Tenboom. Great, great book. It's a true story. She wrote about her family's experience in Holland under the Nazi regime leading up to and during World War II. 
Now, her family was not Jewish, but they were an important piece of an underground network that moved Jewish families to safer countries, saving them from, well, you know, concentration camps and death and all the horrible things. So there was a story. One family, uh, and I forget if it was a mother and a daughter or if it was a family and I'll have to look that look that up. But one family needed to be moved quickly. And the places were full. There was not very many places available. So Corey kind of had to think outside of the regular network. And she thought of just the perfect place. And there was a there was a Christian pastor and his wife who lived in a rural area. They had a little farm. She thought this would provide safety just for a couple of days until they moved on to the next family or the next, you know, stop or whatever. So she told the pastor about this, and she's thinking, surely these two who follow Jesus Christ will be willing to help save the lives of this family. Well, the man said no. He wasn't willing to do that, and he walked out uh, out of their store, you know, where they were talking. And Corey had to think of an alternative placement, which was kind of her plan B. It was not a very successful, and that family was arrested and taken by the Nazis. We don't know what happened to them. You know, they could have been saved through some other means, or maybe they could have died in the concentration camp. But I just, it struck me like God allows us to say yes or no. And, um, and there are consequences to that. Okay, I was going to break right here and move on to thought number two, but that story was kind of heavy and depressing. So I have another true story of God interfering in a crime. So this happened to a woman who is a leader at my church, and she, as well as her husband, who's the pastor, has shared this story multiple times to the congregation, and it happened a long time ago. And basically, it was late at night. I'm kind of fuzzy on the details. I mean, it was kind of a general story that uh, they shared. But anyway, it was late at night. She was being attacked chased and attacked by a man. Uh, She ran. uh, He caught up to her in a backyard and started to choke her, trying to kill her. And a few minutes earlier, so back up a few minutes, the man who lived at that house said that he was woken up by a loud voice that said, get up, get your shotgun and go in the backyard. And when he got to the yard, that was about the time when the killer started choking her. And he was, you know, in the long run, he was arrested. Uh, that was all stopped, and I, he was like a serial killer, too. Like, he had killed other people. And the man who lived there, you know, I kept thinking, he could have said, no, I'm too tired, that must be, um, I don't know if I'm hearing from God or not, too risky, you know, too risky to do that. He chose to trust God and to obey. And God intervened at the right moment, not by striking the killer dead, but by speaking and partnering with his people. That brings us to thought number two. God also has a free will. Remember, he made us in his image, and if we have free will, he does too. Now, I tend to forget this when he doesn't answer my prayer the way that he answered someone else's prayer, or when he didn't heal me, and, you know, I prayed and I fasted, and I tend to question myself, you know, did I do something wrong? Did I not pray enough? Did I pray a wrong prayer? Is my faith too weak for him to heal? These are all questions that I think, at least, they naturally kind of enter into our heads. But they can be dangerous questions because they all come from some subconscious belief that God doesn't really have a free will of his own and that I can manipulate God like I would a candy machine. You know, pray the right prayer. If I fast, if I build up my faith, maybe stream some worship music, then God will heal me. He'll have to heal me. Or he'll have to provide whatever I'm praying for. And if he doesn't, 
something's wrong with me. Maybe my faith isn't great enough or my prayers aren't right. There has to there there has been a lot of spiritual abuse in some Christian circles that fall into this type of thought process. What is so hard to understand is that God has a free will and sometimes he says yes and sometimes he says no. Why? I don't know, but he does. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank you personally just for listening and for following along with us in this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can go to mydadswalk at gmail.com and leave me a question or messages. Shout out to pixabay.com for sound effects and music. This is Greg Bowden. Until next time, bye-bye.